0: Hello and welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games and how much we love them and we hate them and just have a wonderful and conflicting relationship with them every single week. I'm Ashley.
1: I'm Adam. I'm Gus. (laughs) We're just waiting to see where the camera goes.
0: (laughs) We go where the camera goes. Um, And I want to say a quick shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Blue Apron. We'll talk about them more a little bit later, uh, but they are awesome if you like cooking or if you want to learn to cook.
2: Or if you like food.
0: Or if you like food.
2: I like food. What if you're anti-food? Also free
0: food. Okay. Uh, So lots to talk about this week. A lot of news happening. There was a Nintendo Direct. We'll talk about that. Um, There's some new stuff with DMCA's and and fair use and Let's Plays and all that for us to talk about. more retro console goodness. Oh yeah, look how excited everyone is. Um, as well as, uh, it came out a couple of weeks ago at this point, but uh, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen, the uh, new content for XCOM 2, which is expansive enough that it almost could have just been a standalone.
1: Yeah, you do, it does require you to own XCOM 2. It does.
0: For a long time I thought it was uh, kind of like Uncharted Lost Legacy, where mm-hmm. it's building off of a previous game but can be bought standalone, it is not. It is a DLC, uh, but it is huge.
1: Very, very huge. So
0: we'll talk about that. Um, but then also because I feel like strategy games like XCOM and now again with like Mario Rabbids, they're kind of making this nice little resurgence in the, very recently. Uh, talk about genres that have not been making resurgences and if there's anything we can do to save them. Because we can save them, guys.
3: Personally. Personally. For the four of us, yeah, we can. This We'll save trust.
0: genres of games. So. Um, all right. So first up, what have you guys been playing?
1: Um, what have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of XCOM Two, War of the Chosen. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Battlegrounds. <laughs> and, Any more uh,
0: uh, chicken dinners?
1: Yeah, had one this weekend. Uh, Mario Rabbids, and I. Oh, and Stardew Valley. Yeah. So I'm all. I'm all over the place these days.
0: Uh, Really happy Stardew Valley with Nintendo for certification for Switch. Yeah. So uh, Still? they again,
4: uh. again. So they, uh,
0: they're. Uh, Chucklefish has been amazingly transparent, almost frustratingly so, about the whole process. They'll be like, it's with Nintendo, and they'll be like, but. That doesn't mean that it's gonna get through first. It's usually pretty common for games to get sent back a couple of times Mm -hmm. um, to have a couple of things like fixed or changed before they actually go through the certification. So it's with them, but. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just, (laughs) Don't don't man. I want all the updates, but I also don't want to know until I know that it's here
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of tempering my playing currently cuz I really would rather just be playing it on the switch
0: Yeah, um, you know what? I'm really excited about too that uh, the Chucklefish has not announced but teased is have you seen the spellbound? Oh, game? yeah, I it's, saw that uh, It was like oh, yesterday
1: okay. or the day before right
0: yeah, so it's like a little bit of a cross between it's like a stardew valley sort of life simulator uh, but then take uh, Chucklefish's starbound sort of design philosophy, mash in magic school influence, They're and hard. then you have it. Yeah, so oh my god. Well, they, uh, the the Chucklefish um, head had a uh, I, I always think of him as Tayuri, because that's what he is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an interview with PC Gamer and was talking about the influences and every single one listed made me go, yes! That much harder. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Cool. Yes! Um, The Tiffany Aching books by Terry Pratchett, yes! Harry Potter, oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs)
2: Dude, that game sounds. Perfect.
0: Dope. And they haven't technically announced it yet. Yeah, they didn't,
1: didn't even give it a name.
0: Right. They said it's right now. Everyone is calling it Spellbound because I guess that's the way they sort of code name all of their different games, like uh, War Groove, which, which is their upcoming exists. game.
5: There's no way there's not a Spellbound game already.
0: There oh is, no, there, there absolutely is. Yeah. is. There absolutely is. But uh, the like their War game they initially called Warbound while it was in development. So Spellbound's not a final name, but it's a cute name mm-hmm.
1: it's for a cute, a cute, name. cute
0: game. So I'm so excited about that. Yeah, looks cool. Um, sorry, got way off track on the whole <laughs> starting. So we're
1: here to talk about games. It's yeah. okay. Cool, we'll uh, allow it.
0: I was not here the week you guys talked about Mario Rabbids. So.
1: I think I was not here either.
0: Okay, well, great. Well, then we can have a little bit of a side podcast over here. Gus, how Uh, you
1: doing?
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started playing it. I'm really loving it.
1: How? What world are you on? Like two. Okay.
0: Um, I haven't spent that much time. I finally finished Persona Four. Everyone, everyone, hundred hours. Ah. Well done. Good. And. Uh, so I started on that one. So I'm not super, super far into it, but everything about it I'm really loving.
1: It's, it It has no right to be as good as it is. I think it seems yeah, totally. What does that mean? It, like, like it, it, it. When it was announced, it you know, seems- Mario and rabbits, it seems like it's just going to be a dumb crossover game. Yeah. But it's so well polished. It seems like an, a Nintendo title. It's so well done, so well executed with all the Nintendo sensibilities. You know
0: what I found out yesterday is that it's actually not out in Japan yet. Mm. Which never happens with a Nintendo game, and I was shocked, and then realized oh, it's because it's, it's, it's a Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, I mean, it's
1: not a perfect game. I definitely have issues with it, but I think the characters are really well done. The World Three boss, I believe, is probably my favorite. Oh my god, it's so character good. in the entire game. It's so good. Yeah,
3: and,
1: and uh, it's just it's just good. I'm, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's really fun and I'm glad it's out. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with uh, downloadable content. What are, your prob- what are your problems with it? Um, I think that there's not, like, I don't like how late you get some of the characters. Like, okay. one, the last character you unlock, you unlock, like, kinda halfway through World 4. Right. And it's like, uh, I wish I'd had this character more. Um, all of the Nintendo universe characters have that Overwatch ability. It's like, and they all call it different things, but it's like they all have the same ability. There's no, not enough variety amongst it. I also don't like that the cover is either 0, 50, or 100%. Mm. Really? Yeah, I, I actually really like that. I wish there was more nuance to it, like XCOM. That,
0: like if you're around Winter a playing, certain type of angle, you might have a slightly better shot.
1: Right, or it, it takes into account, like, low cover may, you know, may be damaged and give you less cover, or, you know, you could hide behind high cover, but if it's damaged, maybe you have, like, a... Not
2: 100% or cover. it's uphill. Right. After playing XCOM, like, I just, I don't want that much chance involved. I just want to know, I'm going to hit, I'm not going to hit, or there's a 50-50 chance. And it's, it's been, like, perfectly on point for that, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just crave a little more depth on that side. Yeah. I want a little, I want to see more skill tree stuff, but I guess we'll see that down the line.
1: Yeah, and um, I, I, I would grow frustrated sometimes, like, for example, Peach has, like, her Overwatch ability, but she's got a shotgun. So yeah. when it triggers, most of the time you're gonna end up shooting. Why don't he's, Yeah, he's, friendly fire. Uh, but I use s- fucking Rabbit Mario though. That guy. Mario. Holy he's a boss. shit! Can you still take a shot? That is a
5: hundred percent failure. Yes. Why? To destroy, cover. You to destroy cover. Okay.
0: And get coins out of it.
1: Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's still a great game. Love it.
0: Yeah. Uh, they've announced as well. I think that they're doing a season pass or something. Mm-hmm. So which. I don't think anyone is terribly surprised by it. I think the game could have had more worlds to it. There's, because there are, there's the four worlds, and um, the the people that I've spoken to who finished it said that it felt, it was really a great experience, but did feel a little bit short, Mm -hmm. which I imagine is where the season pass is coming into it. So we'll, I uh, felt we'll like probably get like you know like a world per pack. On. We could have seen more
1: world variety, but I felt like some of the worlds got long. I, th- I thought I thought that within the
2: worlds the variety was great, like because it did go from like one thing to the other. It wasn't one theme throughout the, mm-hmm. every world, and I think like I think it's a really reasonable amount of content. Like just beating the four worlds, and then if you want to go back and get either three stars or if you want to do the challenge missions, I think it's fantastic. Like mm-hmm. I really, 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 really like How long it. Long to it take like fifteen
1: hours or so. I, uh, I haven't actually
2: beaten much... it, but I'm, I'm about okay. fifteen hours in already, yeah. and I'm I'm in somewhere in world four. Okay, so yeah,
1: between fifteen and twenty hours is That's, where that estimated. to me is like great. It's solid. Yeah. I, I had it for uh, traveling to and from Pax, which was great. Mm-hmm. It's great to play that on the plane. Yeah, makes the plane ride go like nothing. Dude, yeah, how no was kidding? Pax?
4: It was good.
1: Uh, I saw a dinosaur. <laughs> I, I rode why? that <laughs> dinosaur. Ryan rode I the have dinosaur. Had a picture on that dinosaur.
2: And somewhere the dragon. In the world.
4: Uh, how you, long to beat wow. places the game at about 20 hours. Okay. And the season passes 20 bucks and gives you uh, like steampunk weapon skins. But mm, also like uh, in fall, they're going to release new solo challenges and co op maps. And then 2018, uh, more story content.
1: Mm. I, haven't yeah. try, I haven't tried the co op yet. I'd be curious to see what that's like.
0: We can co op that shit. It'd yeah, be, we'll that. yeah. be fun. What have you been up to, Ryan?
1: Uh,
5: well, uh, I've been playing, you know, obviously more Destiny 2. Uh, I guess the main update you guys on as raid raid. we tried the attempted the raid yesterday. Uh, it is an uh, experience that you're gonna have to settle in for. Uh, it's especially if you don't know what you're doing. It's actually probably the most uh, uninformed we've ever gone into a raid, which leads to a lot of "You're
2: dumb, you're dumb. Why aren't you?" Why haven't you thing? done this thing yeah. that, that I possibly can't know about because it just came out today? Like, come on. But, well, you know, once you figure it out, it's like,
5: all right, can you stop yeah. not doing the thing? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so we, let me guess, was Ryan a little frustrated?
5: Uh, my main frustration was just that we started, we had here's and half wits of the morning, so we couldn't start until about 2.30 or 3, and, well, we started at 3, and had to uh, leave at five so we only got like two hours in and two hours on that raid is nothing if you don't know what you're doing
0: yeah I did hear something about it taking like someone completed it in like four hours
2: yeah, it was about it was, I think it was about four and a half five hours
0: yeah and and be, I'm be I you know that'll but it can also come down to like an hour and a half
2: oh, there's, there's yeah, yeah this was I mean the the four four or five hours was the first run through the things so they were all figuring out the puzzle spending time mm-hmm. uh trying yeah. to understand what to do and when
0: because there's a certain charm of going into a raid not knowing what to do right, right?
2: I think so absolutely I love the aesthetic of this raid, though. There's some parts of this raid that I I wasn't going to watch it, but my friend was playing, and I wanted to see him do good. And, man, some parts of this raid are so exciting. Like, there's a little gauntlet where... Like you have some of your team running around the outskirts of the level, and it's like there's like a tic-tac-toe board, and you have to call out to your friends of which level of of the board of sh- the thing to shoot, and then they clear you through it, and then you like it, it's like continues on that progression. Oh, I can't wait to feel that. And then at one point, <laughs> and then at one point, you're all running with these bombs, and you all have to coordinate which hole you're going to go through, and the floor is falling out from under you. Fuck, man, it looks That so sounds good. amazing. It sounds like a Friday yeah. night, am I right? <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get out of the bathhouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. You got some work to do. And that is literally
5: good luck, a part good, of it.
2: Good luck in the hunt. You killed bathers. Good luck in the hunt. We killed people that
5: were taking baths. That was the part of the raid that we got to.
0: At least they died clean.
5: They did. Well, I made them dirty. Yeah. With my bullets in their blood.
0: <laughs> yes, we got that part. <laughs> How about you, Adam?
2: Um, I've been playing a couple things. A lot of destiny.
0: You got a sweet character now. You you posted all Dude, your are all your gear up I, on Twitter. I, I
2: updated it, but I haven't taken an updated screenshot, but I love the aesthetics of Titans in this game, and I don't really have a problem with the shaders because I have a lot of them. But I can see why people would.
0: Um, I, I think the the main thing with the shaders, I like now, like had more time to like think about it and boil down the issue is that in addition to being a microtransaction, they're consumable.
2: Yeah, the fact mm-hmm. the fact that they're consumable. Like,
0: if they and, were one or the other, yeah, I have an idea to fix them.
2: Yeah. Um. Them.
0: Yeah. Well, if you can. If like, you can oh, just, that like,
2: is not my character. I was trying on those arms to make fun of them. There's another. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: I, I said those arms look like it's the okay, armor. No, it's those, fine. Adam those arms, is, those, no, you look pretty. Those they arms look like water like wings. Armor version of Synthol, but <laughs> um, no. There's. A, I have like a full set of uh, black and gold armor, uh, but I changed it to like silver and blue because I want it to be a little lighter colored.
0: Um, but if they, if instead of dropping like five of the thing. You drop one of the thing, but it's not consumable. So if they still want to be like, you know, you're going to have to like work to collect an entire set, then you would still have to work. It's just you wouldn't have to work every single time you want to like change your gear out. You would still have to work, what, uh, four times for your weapon, another time for your sparrow if you want it to match. Uh, guns you know, a couple and, and gun. So you can still say like there is a grindy element to it. But you keep what you earn. I,
2: I think I think I would be okay with it as a random drop and a microtransaction. One because you, I get like three or four of those bright engrams a day just by leveling up. So like you get a lot of shaders. But if you got a like enough like if you get like ten of one shader, you should be able to just buy them for permanently with with glimmer, like within game uh-huh. currency. Yeah. Um, but
0: or like spend a certain number and be like change this to a permanent version. Yeah.
2: That that game is like. So much fun with friends. Unfortunately, the only people I have playing, I, don't have it,
0: friends. I know
2: I'm playing it with Grace right now, and so we don't even have a full fire team to run like the nightfall. Yeah, you want
0: to be my fire yes,
2: team? Yes, we need to. <laughs> okay, I need okay, to run okay. strikes, I need to run nightfalls. Actually, I don't need to run strikes. Yeah, I need to run nightfalls. I'm about 284 now power
1: level, so like I'm raid ready, but. I don't have a are, raid team. I mean, are y'all gonna stick to console or is anyone gonna, gonna jump go to PC? I'm, I'm gonna go, go to PC, but I'm gonna have to maintain both. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting, I haven't played yet because I'm waiting for the PC yeah. version.
0: i I at this point I'm like, you know what? I'll play it now, I will rebuy it on PC. Yes, I get that that's like kind of a ridiculous expense. But I know that the like Bernie's gonna wanna play it on PC, the boys are gonna wanna play it on PC, and then that way we can get a full team all together. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a lot of fun. So I'm you know, more than happy to play and learn everything now and figure out exactly how I want to do yep. things for the PC version. And also, I really enjoyed the campaign. And Dude, I, uh, I finished that out, and I had a really good time.
2: The campaign was, like, astonishingly good. Like, I
0: look like a hobo, I mean, but that's good. okay.
2: No, Let's like for, for, astonishingly for, so compared the, the, to the, the first reasons, one The reason maybe. that's astonishingly <laughs> is primarily these last five missions were so much fun, and I'm not going to say what it is, but the yeah. payoff at the end is like it's such a like a love letter to Destiny fans, like the way they do it. Uh, at least I think. You mean like, the, the final mission? No. Like the end payoff. Like the, the
0: out like after the final mission.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like I think it was like something I just didn't expect to happen and I, I, without talking about, oh, we'll talk about it after. That. Yeah, I'm okay. trying. I like
5: I've beaten the game. And I'm doing, like I'm trying to really run down what you're talking about. Yeah, I did nothing about it was like wow. Now, are
0: you talking about the <laughs> after credits yeah, the,
2: the console says no. sorry and then spits I'm sixty dollars out. Where you get to go after this, the game ends. Oh, I see. Thank seen. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless, so. at that point, I, don't, I the, Well, the place you go is probably spoiled already. Well, I, I would I wouldn't want to spoil it for someone who didn't get to see it because that 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 to me was like the biggest payoff. I went like holy shit but that's uh-huh. fine um the, i will say the again the the story yeah huge
5: step up from destiny 1 uh, the final fight was kind of anticlimactic with the uh, fire team it was just like I the, final fight,
2: the final fight the final fight i went through they, the whole thing solo the final fight seemed a little easy um there was like a, i had a couple gripes with like how you were the only guardian with the light yeah, um, they needed to stop saying that. There's so no surrounded by they like sort,
0: anytime you went to the social area or went right. anywhere, really, you'd see people with way more light than you.
2: In in the end game, they just, power in in, power. The, in the end game they justify why there are other guardians again. Yeah, uh, but that was the my, my one gripe. I thought that by the end of the game, you were able to like almost sympathize with the bad guy, and I thought like giving the enemy that level of like depth. Uh, that was always ra- a good movie. Rather yeah. than just like, oh, he's a big bad guy wants to kill a right. human. Like, I thought that was really nice. I
0: agree. But
2: that game's dope.
0: What else you been playing? Anything? I played
2: some. You know that board game I brought in last week? Yeah. I played that, and my god, is it good! Like, uh, so it's it's a it's called Mechverse Minions. Um, it's all scenario based. So I went through the the tutorial and the first scenario with my friends, and um, essentially the game walks you through. Uh, with a story and like with the tutorial. So you, it'll tell you like piece by piece like what to do and like introduce the rules to you as you play it rather than sitting there and reading a rule book. And that's the, that's the first scenario. Nice. Um, and so essentially you're a bunch of Yordles, you've built mechs and now you're in like mech school. And so you you put like your cards in yordles. that board. Yes. You put your cards in okay. that board that there. the only one. <laughs> yordles are a thing from the League of Legends universe. Okay. I don't know either. I, They're like small furry creatures. Because
0: yeah, since this is all building off. Okay. League of Legends lore, I figure there's a lot of things I'm not going to know about it.
2: So, yeah. Well, the, the, the lore is, even if you don't know League of Legends, it's super fun. Like, they, they have a radio play to, to, like, listen listen to while you're playing the game um, that'll tell you, like, the story of it. Uh, so, essentially, you put your cards in that board there from left to right, and that'll be like, I want to move two spaces forward, and then you want to rotate 90 degrees to the right, and then you want to attack anything in, in front of you. Um, and you, you, hmm. you, you get those cards by drafting, and every player takes one, and... Uh, but the interesting part comes in where, like, you need to accomplish specific things. Like, you'd want to go kill those minions. Um, but if you take damage from a minion, you never die in the game. But you take a damage card, and the damage cards will be something like, okay, you, ins- you will have to move two spaces to the left right now. And so you'll take your character and you'll throw yourself completely off because you were on one track to do one thing, and now you're, like, completely in-, in no man's land. But then some of the cards that do damage to you will, will be permanent. So you'll roll the dice, and then wherever it lands, say it, say it lands on three, you'll have to place it over your already programmed card, and then it's on your board. So every time you execute, like every turn, you'll have to go through that, and like every turn, you'll have to like accidentally move left two turns because you have stuck controls. Mm. It's like it, it makes for like really goofy mm. fun, and uh, as you beat minions, your whole team levels up, and you unlock abilities, and as the scenarios go on, uh, the game evolves, and. It's fucking cool, and I want to play more of it. Sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: it. Um, So, a lot of things happened this week. Uh, We will uh, get into those. Um, Why don't we do some news? So, a lot of things happened. We recorded Glitch please on Thursday mornings, but yesterday afternoon was a Nintendo Direct where Nintendo went through really their uh, Switch lineup for about the next six months. Uh, it was really focusing on uh, Q4 of 2017, and it seems like, uh, they didn't specify it, but it seems like Q1 of 2018, because uh, they didn't really talk about anything that's not coming by Spring 2018. So there was, um, obviously they talked about Super Mario Odyssey since that's coming on October 27th. They showed two new worlds, Lane and Shiveria, what do you think Shiveria is? What kind of world do you think it is, Ryan? Uh,
2: Shiveria. Yes. Uh, what kind of world would you
0: think of Chiveria?
2: You use it in a sentence. Uh, I went to Shiveria for vacation. No, I got
5: that to help. Thank, okay. thank you. Yes, that was, uh, it's, it's a land made entirely out of goat cheese.
0: That sounds delicious.
5: Doesn't it? Sure.
0: Very delicious. Inaccurate, but delicious. Ah, damn it's it. the ice world. Right. So, Lamar was Shiver. like, shivering. Shiver, Shiver.
1: okay. Uh, and That's also. CH is where and, I was going. Oh. <laughs> oh, I got you when you said goat cheese, yeah. I, I knew. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Oh, is that, was it, chevre? I
1: don't chevre? know how it's said, cheese.
0: something like that, yeah. Um, the other world was bub-lane.
5: Bub-lane, is it like bub, like b like or like. Bub? Like bub-lane. It's not like a bunch of hey bub kind of people hanging out.
0: You don't know that.
2: <laughs> it's prison and are just bub
0: <laughs> But they, Bring they
5: that pretty mouth over. <laughs> Come here, Mario. I wanna put your hat on my jimmy.
0: You know, you you make fun, but it turns out we, (laughs) we, we, uh, we learned something entirely new about Mario, and that's that he does indeed have nips. And he's all clean. Yeah, he had fucked. a little
1: nip slip in the trailer. What?
2: Yeah,
0: look at that.
1: He's,
2: look at that. He is way too unhaired. No, he's, all, he's, he's Italian. Like, he's, no, one, no one with that mustache has
1: that little mustache. I don't buy hair. this. Well,
2: not,
0: not naturally, but we now know that Peach prefers her dude smooth. He must go through a lot of upkeep to keep that. That is like happy. a
1: week what, in the wax tape. What do you think's under the trunks? That's where he keeps Just it all. Just
0: all hair. Just All hair. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so everyone's online is freaking out about salt, uh, Mario's nipples, uh, which is a uh, good time. But yeah, that's like they're like a tropical I like, island. I don't right like,
2: I don't like shirtless Mario. <laughs> Put it back on. He's
5: still wearing a hat. He, he
2: doesn't even, does it, it do, never,
0: do you want him to wear a tank top? What? He
1: doesn't have a farmer's tan or anything. He's, I mean, no, he, he, he fucking seems. swam in, 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 in other games with all his clothes on. Put his fucking clothes on. No, no, no. Now with the graphic power of the Switch. You can sh- you can render the nipples.
0: Not only that, but now they can sell an entire line of Mario swim trunks.
1: You know, I didn't realize them, I wanted those until right now, and I board. absolutely <laughs> want those now. Uh, uh,
0: uh. And so they showed those new worlds. Um, they also announced a Switch bundle. Uh, i pred- this is not a this is not a like a crazy, out there prediction that I made, but I just want to say I was totally right. They were waiting to release pure red Joy-Cons mm. for Super Mario. They're in fact releasing an entire bundle. They would better sell those Joy-Cons standalone. Yeah, you know but well.
2: they will. I need I need yeah. to buy a new Joy-Con. Mine's still broken. Yeah. God still I never fixed it. It just it stays on. Yeah.
0: But the um, the bundle has uh, the red Joy-Cons and it also comes with a Switch carrying case that's Mario-themed. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty cute. Um, they announced the release date for Xenoblade okay. Chronicles.
1: Now that you're done with the stuff okay. I'm interested in, yeah. can I say how much I hate watching Nintendo Directs? Why? Why? Because it's like I have to listen to all of this other shit I don't care about. Why and don't you just watch? Don't. Why don't you just look
2: at the Reddit thread that highlights like, the, yeah. the That's
1: the, what Netflix I need to afterwards. do. Like I, Because I was like, I never watch Nintendo Directs. I was like, because it's, it seems like it's all shit I don't care about. I said, yesterday I was like, I'm going to watch this one.
0: Oh, and then you sat through like and 10 minutes I sat through, of course.
1: I sat through like 30 minutes of Nintendo 3DS shit. Then, uh, 10 minutes of Xenoblade Chronicles, and then all the other shit we're going to talk about now. Anyway, there was some other cool stuff we'll get to eventually. I just wanted to rant before you continue. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, so they dated... Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for December 1st, they showed off a lot of gameplay for it. A
1: lot of (laughs) gameplay for it.
0: It was maybe a little bit too much for a direct. It's something that anyone who's interested in the game would love to see, and it's really good for them to be showing off all the different systems and the, the characters and the way the whole thing works. But if you are really interested in the Mario stuff or whatever, then it felt like a bit much, maybe, for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Regardless, date, December 1st. So um, that's a pretty wide range of genres that Nintendo's got coming this year for the Switch. Like, year one, that's pretty good. They had um, their open world RPG, they got the fighting game, they got their uh, their multiplayer shooter game with Splatoon, they've got their sort of platformer puzzle adventure game with Mario, Now they've got their JRPG, not to mention all the turn other turn-based
1: strategy travel. with talk, Mario Rabbit. turn-based strategy
2: talk about talk about the first person shooter that's coming
1: out yeah that was <sighs> interesting what the fuck what did you man? think about that it's insane I, I, I did know. not expect it when they Net- said Bethesda uh, I was like okay are they gonna do Doom and id Software Like, are they doing Doom on the Switch <laughs>
0: doing Doom on the Switch so Bethesda's been teasing this you've seen uh Pete Hines in an interview said there there's a game that they hadn't even talked about that was still coming in twenty seventeen. They hadn't told anyone. And then blocked it back. back on Twitter and then, he- and then was like, No, no, no. The tweet was a joke. There is definitely a game <laughs> coming. And this was that game.
2: Huh. I, I-
0: Nope, this
2: was I, the game. I like no no no. It's the game. I like that. I like that this is coming. I don't like that he said a game that they, they haven't talked about. Well, because the game... obviously they've talked about Doom before. That makes it sound like there's an original IP coming for the Switch. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but I love the fact that Doom's coming to the Switch. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. So Doom is coming.
2: Yeah. Uh, dude, a lot the of more portable exciting. games, the better. Like if, if for someone with a Switch, that's that's a good thing. I think I, is, I, I like playing Doom. I like playing Doom on the PC more than anything. But. Like the option to play it somewhere else is awesome, too.
0: Yeah, my whole yeah That was my opinion on the Doom thing is I'm very happy. It's coming to the platform. I probably won't play it Yeah I, I uh, not. But if you don't have another way To already play doom mm-hmm. then it's great. Yeah,
5: I mean yeah I, I would say it's great for that first market kind of people because doom was a great game But it's not like hugely replayable like I'm not dying I, It was a great experience, and I think it ended exactly where it should end and I have no desire to play it again. Sure.
0: Well, it's a little bit like Skyrim, which also got dated uh, November 17th. So At least Skyrim, like, you can
5: do different things.
0: That's like six years and a week after it originally came out and it's hit the Switch.
5: I'm, I can see going back to Skyrim and doing a totally different game than what I played the first time. Doom, you're you just going to play the same thing.
0: I think that every single time. In and still. I will build yeah. I will build like a <laughs> battle mage. And then in within a half hour, I'm going to be a thief archer again. So... Uh-huh.
1: You That was even their like selling point during the Nintendo Direct. Was like, you may have played this game before, but you can play it a bunch of different ways. And I was like, <laughs>
0: that's optimistic. Yeah. But I won't. I will. I will be the head of every faction again. I will be exactly what I was before. Because, well, I don't know.
5: Maybe someday it, I'll like, beat
0: it. It's like gravity. Yeah. Um, so that got dated. Oh, Wolfenstein Two. Mm-hmm. Is also coming to the Switch. That's not coming till 2018, though. Uh, so it's it's not going to be day and date with the new other version. Uh, yeah, new Colossus. Sorry. Really? Yeah, new Colossus is hitting sometime 2018. I'm assuming spring 2018, since that's sort of the window they were talking about games in.
5: I wonder how they're going to look compared to their
0: probably uh, worse, sim- but sim- simplified. I
1: think. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Simplified.
5: How uh, simplified?
1: They <laughs> showed some is, footage, is, yeah. and it looked. I was watching it on my phone. So, uh, which is about a good analog? Yeah. So I, 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 really can't
0: say. Yeah. Um. The let's see what else. Uh. The th- highlight, the runaway highlight for me of the Switch stuff that they talked about, besides Mario, was a new game that they announced called Project Octopath Traveler. That's a working name. Mm. Yeah. Which they, is good because that's a weird name. But, you know, you know, this is they're like a lot of weird names
2: that, in games. It's made by the um,
0: It's made by the bravely default. Yes, team. that's the one. Uh, and it's coming spring 2018. So mm-hmm. it's pretty quick and they announced it and dropped a demo. So there's a demo oh, of it a, a bin, available on the oh, wait, fuck. on the eShop already. It they dropped it yesterday. I it's love got, the way it looks. it's already got English voice acting in it. This seems like pretty ready to go, but what's interesting is they they're calling it a demo. But they also said in the direct that they really like they want to get people's feedback on it. So this is a demo they're calling a beta, where so many uh, demos. Wait, this is a beta they're calling a demo, whereas a, uh-huh. a lot of, oh, damn it, a lot of betas I messed they call this it, up. Yes,
2: a lot of times they call a beta that's actually just a demo. Yes. Okay. Mm. And this
0: is like the opposite.
2: What do you? What you, I can tell that. The, I love the art style, but I think for a lot of people it might be polarizing because some people would just want one or the other. They want 3D, or they want in title. 2D. <laughs> yeah.
0: I uh, really like the um, the tilt shift effect they've got on it. That makes it all mm-hmm. feel like you're running around with miniatures, yeah. kind of. Just uh, it's sort of this weird. The characters look 2D, but running around in these 2D, 3D environments mm-hmm. that all look tiny. I think it's charming. I think it's really unique and cool. Anytime I see a screenshot or a clip of that game, I'm going to know it's that game. I'm not going to mistake it for anything else.
5: What do they call it? 2D 3D? 2D HD? 2, 2D HD. Oh, my okay. God.
1: 2D, HD. HD. No. Stupid, no. No. Stupid no.
0: term, because it's not 2D.
1: HD 2D? HD 2D. Where's R2D 2? I mean, <laughs> Fuck
0: um, hell. Yeah, so the terminology, whatever. Name, not HD final. 2 But, um, yeah, <laughs> the, the demo is in the eShop. In fact, immediately after the Direct to the eShop, Basically went down it because crashed. so many people went to download it, and um...
5: even people that have no interest in it will go download it in a situation like that. It's like I something they they, they announced something and it's, anybody can get it.
0: Yeah, they announced uh, was it uh, Dragon Quest Builders two?
5: Sweet like Minecraft background going on over there.
0: Yeah. Um, well, the, but the, the Dragon Quest Builders they were showing off that's coming next year in 2018 also has a very Minecraft aesthetic to it, mm-hmm. but then crossed with Dragon Quest. And it's really cute. 2D, it looks H- great. H- Quest
1: builders
0: HD look
5: 2D. 2D. HD 2D. So, is it, wait, is it Dragon Quest? That, that's already out on a Dra- The first line. one is. Yeah.
0: yeah so it's uh, you- Dragon Quest Builders 2.
5: Ah, uh, okay.
0: Uh, and uh, it looks lo- looks really great. Like, mm. all the games they showed off just look great. Nice and unique and cool. They talked about some smaller stuff as well. The uh, new Splatoon content. Um, what, new, what content
2: was there going
0: to be? Uh, new maps, uh, new weapons. And, like, there's one that's quite cool. It looks like an umbrella. And so you can pop up, like, a circle of shields. Okay. Uh, which is, like, pretty cool. You could, like, barricade yourselves in, essentially, and then, like, push out. Yeah, all right. Um, and uh, the new map looks really cool. I can't remember what it's called. But uh, I love all the... The Splatoon 2 maps, anyway, so it's nice that they're just adding more content. There's a new fighter um, in arms. They announced Lin for Fire Emblem Warriors. They announced new Snipper Clips content. So there's a bunch of.
1: Basically, they announced a new version of Snipper Clips. Basically. And, and it's, you can, it's going to retail. And if you have the old version of Snipper Clips, you can buy the new version as DLC in the original version. Yes, but it was really weird. But if you
0: don't have the original <laughs> Snipper Clips, you can buy it standalone.
5: So it was just to add more challenges or.
0: Yeah, the I loved Snipper Clips. Uh, it was r- a lot of fun, really great. I played four-player co-op, and we all had a really good time. Uh, but if I had one criticism about it, it's that there wasn't a lot of replayability, yeah. or th- mm-hmm. and that it was a little bit short. But again, that was it was short for four-player, which was not, I think, their focus in making it. Uh, but regardless, it's it was a really cool mechanic. It was a really nice, unique game, and I'm glad to see them doing new stuff with it. Yeah,
1: they added new ch- challenges, and they also added... Um, a new, I guess, option where when your characters spawn, they don't necessarily spawn as that default shape. They can spawn as a random shape, and then you have to figure out how to, oh, how to make them fit. How to okay. make them fit, yeah. So it's just, I that, mean, it seems was a fun little experience, but it was pretty short. maybe an attempt at the replayability. Uh-huh.
0: Maybe. And that, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, they announced a couple of 3DS things. So in addition to the... Um, they announced a new... 2DS XL that's a pokeball, right, and it is so cute.
5: You can't have the other one though
0: (sighs) Yeah, no Pikachu not here, but they uh, did announce uh, there's another 2DS XL. It's white with orange trim Hmm. For Japan they actually announced completely different colors, which I found unique. They uh, had for Japan They announced a black one with green trim and and a a white one With (laughs) yeah, I I immediately thought of you uh, because I know that you're all about that 2ds. Uh, So
3: all about it.
0: (laughs) And then they also announced a a white white with lavender trim, which looks looks like it was made for Mika.
5: They do like a study on like what culture would appreciate what colors the most when they make these decisions, or
0: they might. They might. Hmm. I actually I like the white with orange trim, but uh, I at this point in the life cycle of the 3ds. I already have a new 3DS XL. Mm-hmm. And while I could get the 2DS, because I don't really use the 3D, I always mm-hmm. turn it on for the first couple of minutes. See, isn't the orange cute? It's cute. Kind of like portal right?
1: colors. They just need to stop supporting that and focus on the Switch. That's my thing. I don't, I don't
0: That's my thing is they uh, they announced a bunch of new games for the 2DS. There's, uh, uh, they dropped uh, Minecraft for 3DS. They were like, oh, and it's available now they um, They announced now a, to
1: another platform yeah, minecraft is just gonna be everywhere. It is everywhere. Yeah, where is it not at this point? I can't wait for like refrigerator edition
0: <laughs> They might um, they also announced uh,
1: buzzing I Bet it's on that's TI-83. mine, and
0: I don't know what that area code is so
1: What's yeah, 83 it would be interesting um, I should do my T83. Oh uh. If that's yeah, back I think, in the
0: day, man. Those. I think 3DS really was the last platform that Minecraft wasn't on. So, it's there now.
1: All right. Yay.
0: And, uh, but I, they announced, like, Mario Party, the top 100 for 3DS. Uh, so, no I Mario Party for Switch yet. I wish that
1: had been on the Switch. Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: I, as much as I love the colors and the way these new 2DS mm-hmm. XLs look, I'm pretty much moved over to the Switch now. That's the... That like that's the console that goes in my bag every day. That's what I that's what I carry around with me And and it was
1: cool with Mario Party 2. Oh yeah, and the Vita. (laughs) Yeah. Hey look at this. It was cool with Mario- I
0: bought a Vita! I finished a game and then bought the Vita. You found a place that
1: still carries a Vita in stock? Yeah, Yeah, you know what it's called? Amazon. Okay. It's called Amazon. Um,
0: I am, I got the import wide version.
1: I was happy that. I'm
0: gonna play Persona 3. I'm gonna play the dance have games. Have you opened it yet? No. I'm gonna, <laughs> um, it came last night. I'm gonna replay Persona 4 again. I'm gonna platinum it. Oh God. A because I got Andy all those trophies. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. Uh, I'm happy so, Mario
1: Party Top 100. You only need one copy to play with your friends. That's great. That's great. That is nice.
0: But I just. I don't. I'm not gonna invest in new like, 2DS hardware because I don't want that anymore. Yeah. That's not where I'm said, at with
1: Nintendo I've got stuff. the Switch. That's what goes in my bag right. when I travel.
0: So, I know that they they had committed to continuing to support 3DS, but I'm like, I have one. Maybe don't. Let's all move on together. Mm-hmm. But, it's you know what? It's fine. We'll survive. We'll survive. But I, I agree with you. I wish they had would just go all in. Yeah. Any other major thoughts from the Nintendo Direct?
3: Mm.
0: No? No? Okay. Nope. So, uh, Also, Nintendo news, we'll just go with that. Uh, Nintendo has announced that they are, you know how the NES Classic, no one could find one? Right. Good news, they're going to do them again.
5: Uh. uh, Super Nintendo through 2018.
0: Yes, so previously they had announced the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. They'd only announced it through the end of this year, Mm -hmm. which I think is part of why everyone panicked, because they thought, if if I have this... Four-month window to even get one and supplies are gonna be limited and it's gonna be a nightmare And so everyone is just freaking out trying to get one and it causes all these issues So they have said they'll continue but Manufacturing a little
1: bit of history I do believe Reggie fils also said they were gonna continue supporting the NES classic late last year and then they didn't
0: well They did through March.
1: <laughs> I Never saw it again. I, they, they did in theory, but it never I really No, I got itself.
0: one. Uh, I got I got a personal one because Nintendo actually sent us one Mm. and we've got it in the office But I wanted one of my very own and I ended up getting it on Best Buy's very last shipment Mm. which was in March I think March Mm. or April and So that's how I ended up getting one and it was you know it was was a nightmare We were all trying to get in on this one final stock refresh I managed to get one Uh, someone else managed to get one but like three people didn't Mm. Uh, so it was kind of a nightmare. They they swear up and down that it's going to be better with the SNES Classic, uh-huh. that they've manufactured it's, a bunch more. It's already been great so far. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but... Just the same they are extending it into 2018 so that's good for the people who want to get one yes.
5: they, they may have pro- you know, Kind of for uh, I can't remember wrong words um, They may have kind of projected this move a little bit what they were like begging people not to pay more than retail price for it
1: Yeah, yeah, well, maybe they agree. should make more yeah, <laughs> and have Go inventory figure. Yeah,
0: I, I agree completely, but they are gonna do another run of the NES classics in 2018 as well No date on that yet, but they are gonna come again So if Why you didn't get one anything so mad long? about it,
1: they know how to make them
0: maybe they'll just alternate between doing runs. Uh, Why? Why not make
1: both? If there's
5: anything (laughs) we know for sure about Nintendo is they do not understand the law of supply and demand.
0: (laughs) Or they just ignore it completely. Uh, They did say that uh, um, uh, Reggie said when they announced the second run that they kind of apologized for the lack of stock on the first one. They said that their research had showed there wasn't a huge demand for retro consoles. That may have come from those sort of Third party they need to fire that researcher. Consoles. well, obviously <laughs> everyone loves those the retro games, but maybe they were looking at those like you know the really shitty, like plasticky, yeah. gross, mm-hmm. super cheap yeah. th- third party ones. Like the um, there's that Atari one that everyone's like, don't get this yeah, I don't think thing.
5: That'll be anybody's buying
0: that one, right? So if they were basing their research off those, that may be where they were getting that not a lot of people wanted it. But coming from first party, where you with Nintendo can be somewhat assured of the overall quality of it, a lot more demand. Like I don't buy the yeah, third party versions, but I will buy as, the first party one. As
1: it was selling, and as they're still making it at the factory, be like, oh, maybe we underestimated this. Make
0: more. Let's continue
1: the production run. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I don't know why they ended it. Maybe there was some contractual thing with the, it, the only manufacturing. Thing I can think, right. Is
1: that like yeah. the, the factory has a lead time for production, I'm sure and they it had does. booked a certain amount of time? Yeah, and then and the, the, the factory, the factory was going to like
0: move on right. to That's some the only other thing, thing that had another contract. Had yeah, so I I don't know what it was. I think it, it was not the best end result for consumers, but I'm happy they're at least doing another run for people who didn't get one who wanted
5: one. You'll get another chance not to get it.
1: <laughs> Yay, disappointment <laughs> All
0: right, um, and final news of For this week the the big one at least is so there was a situation um, And it's like it like it's like trying to navigate a minefield which is um, PewDiePie during uh, oh. during a live stream dropped the <sighs> very casually during a game of Battlegrounds.
2: Um, I wouldn't say it was and, casual. I say it was ag- aggressive.
0: Well, but yeah. I mean, like he did it without even like thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, sure. As
5: if it was totally normal.
0: Yeah, well, and through doing so, inadvertently reignited the whole debate about fair use and let's plays and DMCA's uh, and uh, like is gameplay and streaming considered fair use or not and um, everything because. Uh, Campo Santo, the developer of Firewatch, um, one of their guys, uh, Sean Vanneman, announced via Twitter that um, that PewDiePie was essentially banned from doing Let's Plays or streams in their games ever again. And also because he had already done one in Firewatch, they were going to issue a DMCA against that video and get it taken off because they wanted nothing to do with him. Do
5: you think at this point he's just actively trying to destroy people who make a living on YouTube? Because it's YouTube sort of yeah, I mean he he set off the last adpocalypse, basically.
0: He didn't. Um He kinda well, did. He was he was part of it. He was one of the many ingredients. He was
5: a huge part of it. He was
0: a huge yes, that, that whole incident was a huge part of it, but it was already sort of gaining momentum because of in the in the UK. Google was getting like, pulled up to, in front of the government to explain why UK tourism ads were appearing before ISIS extremist videos. And that was...
3: That's a good question. And that, and that kicked off
0: a huge boycott from a bunch of major advertisers in the UK. A bunch of US advertisers followed. Then the well, PewDiePie thing happened, which, with the, with the sign, with the Fiverr, which did not help mm-hmm. at all. It really exacerbated... Uh, the issue and uh, made it a bunch worse, but because a lot of people mm-hmm. are not necessarily aware of the UK government thing, he has taken the the brunt yeah. of it for sure. Um, and to you know, a few months later have this happen as well is is difficult for sure. I mean, he's not going to suffer. He he you know his audience is very familiar with the way he works with his mm-hmm. sense of humor. He it is not the first time he has used language like that. He used to use it a lot more, in fact, and has over the past several years been tamer.
5: Uh, I mean, but to, 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 there's a lot of PewDiePie apologists out there, but uh, there's a lot of them. It's, it's real hard to uh, navigate through that. Fifty-seven million of them. And to be to, to be a, uh, perfectly honest, I don't have any reason to suspect that he is actually a racist. I just assume that. Uh, I guess in the culture in which he was raised, it is not as charged of a word as it is in our culture here. I mean it's still it's still I mean he should know he should know better. but no nah, I, I, I don't want to like forgive him like that. I mean I'm not forgiving him. I am not forgiving him. He should know better. he's on the internet. he's one of the biggest well, he's the biggest YouTube personality. You're fucking idiot. But
0: well, to and to he is
5: a product to, of his raising. Yeah. To
0: his credit, to some degree, he did issue an apology video, and said that he was a, and said, I like I know they're only apology videos are only worth their weight if you change your behavior. But he did acknowledge that he was a fucking idiot.
1: He did. He also was sorry if you were offended.
0: Yes, yeah, he was very sorry. Never if
1: say offended. that. That is wrong.
0: Um, you know so. That whole like and mm-hmm. there's so there's the whole debate going on about whether that word is acceptable and it's used online by a bunch of people anyway. How is this any worse in his case and so on and so forth.
5: Uh, so was, Jack showed me and I wish I knew I could credit the source on this, but he showed me a great tweet the other day, which was if uh, Eminem made it through his entire career without saying that word, fucking PewDiePie can.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I I would agree. It's on a on a personal level, I it's not language that I like. But does Campo Santo have a right to do DMCA him over it? That's Well, that's the, where it comes to
5: destroying our industry again, yes.
0: Right, that's where <laughs> it gets pretty tricky. So Campo Santo decided that they were uh, not, they wanted nothing to do with PewDiePie, they didn't want to be associated, and they felt that by allowing him to have videos of their games, they were tacitly um, supporting him and... That kind of behavior, and so they issued a DMCA against his Firewatch Let's Play.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, they, they acknowledged that they've probably made money off him doing yeah. a Let's Play in their game because he then exposed it to uh tens of millions of subscribers, but that they were like they didn't feel like that was worth it, they DMCA'd it, and that has sort of ignited a debate about whether game developers should be able to do that. Because Campo Santo, in an FAQ on their website, has a, there's a, can I stream? Can I do Let's Plays? And the answer is, yes, please do. We're fully supportive, and also you can monetize them. And so, there's now a debate going on about whether that, whether DMCAing is sort of in violation of that or whether you can go ahead and change that at any time for any person.
5: Well, okay, the the real issue here is it has nothing to do with this particular instance of it. Uh, That, I mean, when presented like that, you go, well, yeah, I mean, obviously they would not want him to benefit from from their work, makes total sense. And I mean, it's all very easy to agree with that. The problem is, if that sets a legal precedent, that takes down the entire let's play industry eventually well, because developers are, there, will be like I don't like that There well, already is a legal precedent yeah. for it. I mean it's there
2: it's their and this
5: is builds a, a further uh, I I agree yeah. like
2: it's it's a, it's a scary thing to think like the industry sees this and sees like oh Well, he's they're taking it down because they don't want their game to be associated with an offensive person or offensive content Why don't we all just do that? There's no more streamers, there's no more less Players, and we just hire internally, and we control the content and the game.
0: But on the flip side of that, the reason that so many developers, uh, in spite of knowing this, continue to uh, allow gameplay and allow streams and allow all that is because they do see it as a free exposure, free marketing for them. It's been a real trend with indies in particular, uh, especially after... Um, was it after Persona 5? I there was some incident where uh, you know a developer was saying, no, you can't do this, and a bunch of indies immediately came out and said, you can stream our games, you can do gameplay in uh-huh. our games, because indies in particular feel like they benefit even uh-huh. more than AAA games, because otherwise they have no budget. They rely on right. that sort of word of mouth. Their
5: advertising budget isn't able to keep up. Yeah.
0: Right, so I wonder if in particular we'll see a shift with indie titles where they start to those sorts of clauses or or at least like have reservations be like mm-hmm. you know we reserve the right to take down videos if we don't want to be associated with you
5: but the more that sort of i mean and again there is already a precedent that's that's starting to make that dangerous but i mean look at nintendo the more dangerous president nintendo is very much a precedent. the more you make it a dangerous uh for you content creators to make content like that if they have to wonder if that is going to be a problem if they're going to get uh, a takedown or going to get sued then that makes the industry not viable Mm -hmm. Uh, if they can't feel free to just make stuff where's the yeah it becomes the situation you're talking about where it's like well i'll just wait until someone pays me
2: well it seems like it almost seems like it will. It might go that way just by way of, like, if all game developers said, no, you can't make content with our games, mm-hmm. there, then there's no more Let's Play content, there's no more streams, but then they also take their own games and make the content with them, then they're the only ones making that content, so it's all driven to them, and they get all the money from it, like, it almost seems like... Though they won't, because... Unless they're really a, good at picking a, who they hire. But if they're the, right, if, if they're the only people doing it and they hire former people that used to do it. Then streamers go underground. You're getting that black market Twitch stream? It's terrifying.
0: But they do. The I mean, you know, a lot of times developers are already doing that to some degree in that most developers will do their own streams if they're going to show off a new Total. feature or if Absolutely. they're going to talk about some new stuff. They already do their own, but people still tune into it. Yeah. Community streams for a lot of purchasing decisions right. <laughs>
5: guy with a jacket's
2: like, what, if, what do, if, you, what what if do there, you need? But, I if, got a Let's if, Play in Stardew. But what if there wasn't God. community streams? Because because people follow suit with this Campo Santa thing What if there wasn't any other content besides the official content from the from the creators?
0: Then we're looking at the exact same situation before twitch came along I mean, and, you know video games got along but word-of-mouth especially for Indies was more difficult
5: yeah. I mean, uh, people will still. The the truth of the matter is, people will still make it. They'll still find a way to disseminate it. Uh, it's just companies like us that uh, make money off of it won't exist anymore. The small streamers will go away because yeah. they won't be able to live off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scary.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting to see what comes what comes of it. Cause yeah. Like as like we said, I think the president's already there. I think it's just been. A Friendly uh, gesture to allow people to continue the
5: more it it. stacks up the more developers will take
1: use of it Mm -hmm. Do
0: you think there is a future in which? You go to a developer and say I want to stream your game And you get like a specific license from that developer for that game. Yeah, that's
5: Nintendo That's already exists, right? Right. Uh, So that's
0: that's the precedent set by Nintendo But if streamers are starting to worry about this and maybe hold off on specific games because you I don't know if this is going to work or not then do you think it'll start to formalize the process between uh between the developers and between the streamers and become a little bit less of a wild west the way it is now
2: yeah i do and i also think it's going to be there's going to be a lot more like profit sharing there like developers say yes we get x percentage of what you make during this stream and it's going to be like a business thing now there's gonna be no small streamers no small less players and
0: or if you have to ugh. in order to get a Streaming license or whatever from this developer you have to agree like you like we, we won't do this We won't do this we won't do this right
5: I, and you'll see a lot of backlash from the audience It'll really form a, a, a renegade segment if that's the case because they're already I mean we, we get pretty negative reactions a lot of times on Sponsor videos, even if it's something that's like we would have played and enjoyed anyway, but just the idea that we start
2: releasing torrents of Let's Plays, man.
5: It's yeah, (laughs) it's it's, going to be like underground stuff because there's going to be a lot of people that won't have anything to do with the corporate line. Yeah, Uh, that's just not what that. Industry wants no, it's not but they want honesty. They want uh, Absolutely. Authenticity and Absolutely. you can't they they feel like you can't get that from and to some degree especially if it goes to this to your dystopian future it's scary uh, you're right. You won't get it because yeah. if they have to go through uh, these companies to get the permission to do it then yeah, they're gonna Have to
1: suck it up. Yeah, it's terrifying mm. well, ho- Hopefully it's not as bad as, as we think it is right
0: Fingers fingers crossed. But it is something for us to be wary about at yes. the very least. Just keep an be, eye on And be aware of mm-hmm. sure. Soylent games
1: mm. are made of streamers.
0: Mmm, delicious. You still doing Soylent?
2: Yeah, it's my morning drink now. It's so good. Is that so what that good. thing you were drinking was? Yeah. And it's like a little bit of caffeine in it. Your it's, voice gets really weird when you're talking about Soylent. The parasites in his uh, brain activate. Uh, I really enjoy the Soylent it. is delicious. Soylent. You should enjoy and it with me. Everyone should taste it as well. Would you like some? <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. let me get you a glass
0: well (laughs) what drinking your breakfast will never replace I'm afraid is actual delicious home-cooked meals
4: oh boy
0: and I'd like to thank uh, Blue Apron for sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please and helping us all be a wonderkind in the kitchen Uh, for less than ten dollars per person per meal Blue Apron delivers all these seasonal recipes along with pre proportioned ingredients so you can make these delightful meals for yourself you can choose from a variety of recipes. Every week they change it out and they, they don't repeat them, so you're always getting something different, something new to try. Um, you can choose what the recipes you like, or you can let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. And the, the recipes, they it's what did I say? It's a year before they'll be repeated, so um, it, you're not going to be eating the same thing over and over. Some of the upcoming meals include soy glazed pork, skillet vegetable chili, and garlic butter shrimp. Sounds
3: delicious.
0: A Blue Apron's Freshness Guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Customize your recipes every week based on your preferences, and Blue Apron has several delivery options, so you can choose what fits your needs. There's no weekly commitment either, so you only get deliveries when you want them. If you're traveling, you're going off to packs like Gus, uh, you don't have to have a bunch of crazy food sitting on your porch not getting eaten. Blue Apron knows you're busy, so they're taking care of all of this for you. Um, the meals are made with the same flavor and farm fresh ingredients you already know and love super easy to make check out this week's menu get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com glitch that's blueapron.com glitch it's blue apron a better way to cook you know i've been making meals at home a lot more recently and it's really nice i feel good about what I'm eating when I can see everything going into it, and then mm. see it combining and doing all the crazy kitchen chemistry to become delicious food.
1: I like it. I think it's a it's a really it, it, even though it's work and something to do, it's still a good mm-hmm. way to relax after cook, having been at work I cook all day. every day. Yeah. Every every dinner is me, but I hate cleaning
2: it up. Jesse, cleaning we gotta, we gotta cleaning cook. is difficult. <laughs>
0: but I, yeah, it's nice, and this is also a cool way to uh, try different foods. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know how to make shrimp. Well, it walks you through it. That's great. Shrimp's easy. How's shrimp easy?
5: Shrimp's real easy.
0: There's like a billion ways to cook There's shrimp. There's
5: a lot of ways to cook it's shrimp. The base, the base, though, usually just like a little salt, little pepper, throw it in the pan, cook it for about five minutes, you're done. <laughs> just wait till it's not. You ever, you ever like devein and like shell a bunch of I shrimp? I hate
2: doing that, dude. I, I so I actually, much. It's like kind of cathartic. It's no, fun. it's terrible. Yeah, it takes
0: like so. Forever. You just need to get Adam over. You guys can cook. You, you devein it.
2: I'll devein and shell. You cook.
0: Alright, and I, the the thing I like about this too, this offer, is that it's three meals, like free, and the shipping's free, so you're basically getting free food. Mm-hmm. Like, with no obligation. So, just eat. consider it. Yeah. Alright, there's a game that came out. XCOM to War of the Chosen. Well, not a game. DLC, new content. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out a couple of weeks ago, but we've been sort of playing through a bunch of new releases. We finally have a chance this week because this week's new releases, oddly enough, came out uh, today on Thursday. Mm. So we'll probably be talking about those next week. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, and but so we we took the opportunity this week to play some XCOM Two: War of the Chosen. Let's talk about it. <laughs>
2: That's your gameplay.
0: That's
1: guess. my gameplay from, X, from vanilla XCOM 2. Oh, wow. That was actually XCOM 2 DLC. That, was, that was
2: the last time you shot a new campaign and you killed a guy in one shot? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Nice. It's pretty cool. Not one of the hunters. Yeah. So, uh,
0: what's your history with XCOM?
1: So, before we get started about War of the Chosen, I feel like I need to say uh, I was given a copy of XCOM 2 War of the Chosen by mm-hmm. 2K. So, again, okay. I need to say that oh right, yeah, off bot, right off the bat. I forgot um, where I got it. They, uh, so, I've played. I played the original XCOM a long, long time ago. It was it like 94 maybe. Um, then I've played uh, XCOM Enemy Within. No, XCOM there's Enemy, there's unknown. Unknown. enemy unknown. Then there's I played enemy XCOM within. Enemy within. within. Then I played XCOM 2 and I played all the XCOM 2 DLC. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just redid all the campaign. And now I'm not done with War of the Chosen, but... Um, I'm getting through it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm on a very difficult mission right now. So yeah, said, based on
0: all that, would you say you're familiar with XCOM?
1: Yes. <laughs> I, would, I would say so.
0: How about uh, Ryan? Do you play with uh, XCOM? I
5: didn't play the original way back in the day, but I've played everything since
2: uh, Enemy Unknown all the way through. So a the
0: new stuff. Multiple Adam, times. You at all?
2: Uh, I played a lot of the, you know, the remake of XCOM, uh, Enemy Unknown, and the DLC for that. I have played XCOM 2. And some of the DLC, but I've not played War of the Chosen.
0: Okay, so I'm probably the lightest on the XCOM train. I played a little bit of Enemy Unknown, um, and and I started XCOM too, but I didn't get all that far into it. I got distracted by something mm-hmm. else.
1: Probably Stardew sure. Valley.
0: Pro- <laughs> probably, <laughs> and um, I never went back to it. So um, this was going back to it and. This maybe maybe not have been the best yeah. thing to uh-huh. go back <laughs> it's to. Interesting to hear
1: because yeah. it's it, yeah, it, it, War of the Chosen really builds on a lot of the core XCOM uh-huh. mechanics. Yeah, so and
0: there's I've got a description here um, of just like what it what it does, um, and this is pulling from their Wikipedia. Um, so it's a if you don't know about XCOM, 2, um, it's a turn-based tactics game. And uh, the War of the Chosen expansion makes a bunch of changes to the campaign structure, adds new enemies, hero characters, modifiers, behaviors for characters. It introduces a new set of enemy aliens called uh, the Chosen. Three elite alien warriors tasked by the elders to defeat XCOM and recapture the commander. Uh, There's the assassin, which uses stealth and is able to kidnap the player's soldiers directly from the battlefield.
1: Fuck that assassin.
0: (laughs) The hunter. uh, It's an alien-human hybrid that uses long-range rifles. And the warlock that uses psionic powers and can summon additional enemies during battle. And then... As the game progresses, the Chosen gain new exclusive (coughs) abilities and eventually become able to launch a direct attack on the Avenger. The Chosen continue to appear occasionally during missions even after being defeated and can only be killed for good once their base is destroyed as well. Uh, The game also introduces three rebel factions that antagonize each other but grant special hero classes once their allegiance is earned. The Reapers specialize in sniping and stealth, the Templars who develop unique psionic abilities, and the Skirmishers, uh, former Advent soldiers with exclusive equipment and tactics. Each faction also provides covert ops missions in which soldiers can be deployed to obtain extra resources, delay the Avatar project, or gather information about the chosen strongholds, including other benefits. Other new features include a revamped strategic layer and the bond system in which pairs of soldiers develop special abilities that are accessible when both are deployed during a mission. And when bonded soldiers are killed, their partners enter temporarily a berserk mode, ignoring orders but with a huge boost in their stats. Uh, and then the expansion also adds a neutrally-aligned zombie-like enemy type called The Lost. They're former humans that will attack both the Advent and XCOM in battle, along with new Advent units with exclusive abilities. That's a lot That's a of lot. stuff so to hard. add on to an already complex I, I, game. It,
1: I normally... I don't think I would recommend that someone who's never played XCOM jump right into War of the Chosen.
0: I would also not recommend that.
1: <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's such a dramatic change from... XCOM Two. That I mean, when you launch War of the Chosen for the first time, it runs you through the same tutorial as XCOM Mm Two, and then just takes you off on which you you can opt out of. Which you can opt out of. But that tutorial is good for like the very basic. Like Mm. this is how you move a player. This is how you shoot. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, you're off to the races. You have a good time. Yeah.
0: Well, and one of the charms about XCOM is that it's it's very complex. It's very layered. It's very Mm -hmm. deep. Uh, And if you're not familiar with all of that. Adding all of these other things on top of it, just to get used to, is—it's very intimidating.
2: I feel like I would—I would be able to jump into it from from zero if it weren't for the meta game of XCOM i feel yeah. like that's the, the one part like even after all my time with XCOM i'm just really bad at mm-hmm. trying to decide like where i want to move to what things i want to uncover yeah. and that sort of stuff and, and like what what to research and like I'm, I'm i have a lot of fun in the missions but
1: the meta game i'm like not the biggest fan i think I, I was really bad at it the first time i played XCOM 2 mm-hmm. but my most recent playthrough of XCOM 2 i felt like it finally all clicked and i finally got it and i had like i had no trouble with the meta on that run through mm-hmm. it was like Everything was under control the entire time.
5: Maybe you're talking about basically the RTS part of the game.
1: Uh, about like the base building side, yeah. basically. Where it's like, what do what do you research yeah. for yeah. your base? And where do you go? And what parts of the map do you unlock? Yeah, the, the parts of the map, what you unlock,
2: that is like, that's the part that can screw you the hardest. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't get to these things in time. You're fucked. Yeah. Or, or if
5: gosh, you, shit. yeah, you did certain bases that can uh, reduce your
1: avatar progress. or Excuse like
0: me. That. What happened to our TV? Huh? What?
1: I don't know. That's that's what that looks like. (laughs) Ryan and Gilby happened to it.
2: Man, those coasters
1: are like way too fun to play with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. A lot of fun with it. It's it's definitely challenging. It's so. How do you like the bond system? And yeah. the
5: exhaustion system, which are major changes. Yeah, those, those were huge. I don't
1: think they had mentioned the exhaustion aspect. That's a big one. Previously you could
5: build a team and just keep running them, but now it's they, they get tired, and if they get tired and you run them on a mission, then they can get, like, traits. Yeah. Uh, I was doing a, a stream Let's Play, and I, I made, like, several people from the team in our office, and uh, my guy became overly aggressive because I ran him when I shouldn't have.
0: So, you're saying that um, Art imitated life.
5: I guess. I think, now, if, uh, when if I put him in Overwatch, he just shoots at anything. Oh.
1: Cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 at first I really struggled with that exhaustion system because I liked focusing my efforts on a few soldiers and building, like, a really awesome core team, which you can't do anymore mm-hmm. because you can't run them into the ground, so you kind of have to spread that experience everywhere. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it adds to it. You, know. you, 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 you encounter situations where your good guys are exhausted and your reserves are injured and you're yeah. sending like a ragtag group of tired or hurt people out there and it's it's I mean It, it definitely makes up. it feel way more intense. I,
2: I thought about this and I think I really like it in Darkest Dungeon because it makes you play with different characters and but in Darkest Dungeon what you do is you end up like grinding a lot like to get like uh, several teams that are all like up to snuff and like high level. But in XCOM, f- the timer is, like, there's a timer. And if you run out of, like, time in the world, you're going to fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, did in, the, in, in this expansion, have they sort of, like,
1: like lessened that timer? So you have no. time to, like, no? You still have a fuck. timer. Because, I mean, and the timer is the avatar it. project. yeah. And yeah. you can do missions and, you know, do things that reduce the, the avatar project or set the avatar project back, I guess is yeah. the better way to say it. So you can work to, like delay the timer but it's still going
5: there's a lot of way you could you could very easily you know move straight in and follow a very a pretty direct route to destroying the av- avatar product project or you can do a lot more of a secure, circuitous kind of path and just unlock a bunch of things and they'll spawn bases you destroy the base that'll set the, the project back and there are ways to delay or reset the timer a bit yeah.
3: gotcha
5: one
0: of the things that I like about the Xcom series is all of the stories that eventuate when you start naming characters after people in your life. <laughs> yeah. Or because you start to tell like, every like, yeah, like you died right off, you went on to save the world, this was crazy, and then the Bond system just makes those stories crazier. I remember we talked to one of the developers, Eddie Three, mm-hmm. and was telling a story about how in the game uh, he'd made like himself and his friends, and then his wife is in there. And then like his wife ended up forming a bond with his best friend instead, <laughs> and so they were like a super close duo. And it started to get weird.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do like the bond system. I think it's an interesting, another layer to add into into the game. Uh, it's it sucks when one part of a, one person in a bond dies, though, because the other soldier does not like that. Are you playing Iron Man? I'm not. I should. I should restart my playthrough and do Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I need to. Or just don't reload any saves. I normally don't. So then, why would you? What's the need?
5: What? It's different though when you know that you can't.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really it's really different. Like
5: if you lost someone late in the game, you're like, I love that character. Maybe I'll just and that was bullshit that they died. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's absolute bullshit. It
0: was cheating. The game was cheating. The
5: game, uh, the RNG just was was rigged. Uh, They deserve to live. Iron Man, they're like, well, they're dead. Yeah, tough shit.
2: Yeah. Too bad when you when you are in need of another like game similar to that you should definitely check out Darkest dungeon cuz that will scratch the same itch in, in a way. Cool.
0: You, you mean in terms of like not Maybe. wearing individual As a game, characters out.
2: Maybe. Uh, it's a little bit less y- yeah, like it's it's a lot more it's 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 a little bit less like of a tactical or like RTS. Yeah, the combat's very different. But it's it still has that me, the same a similar meta aspect where you're yeah. trying to build teams and, and unlock mm-hmm. different buildings and upgrade your and like do upgrade paths and things like that. It's really fun. And by the way, I think this is now out on the console as well. Nice. Originally it was just on PC. But yeah. XCOM 2?
5: Uh, War of the Chosen.
1: Oh. oh, is it? Oh, I didn't Literally realize it was, last was on.
4: Week. I'm looking at it yeah,
5: right. I, I last saw ads for it on the
1: dashboard. Mm.
0: So, overall, recommend, but if you're new to XCOM, hold on.
1: Well, if you're new to XCOM, I mean, you have to buy XCOM 2 to play it anyway. Play through XCOM 2 and then play War of the Chosen. In fact, when you launch XCOM 2 now, a splash screen comes up asking, do you want to launch XCOM 2 or do you want to launch XCOM 2 War of the Chosen? Play some XCOM 2, get familiar with that, and then do War are of Are you Chosen. playing with all the DLC on too? Y- no, I do not have the DLC on. I should I should do a new playthrough. I should just re-add it all. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, restart. I'm stuck on a really hard mission on War of the Chosen right now. It's Re- making me stuck really out. angry. I-, I cannot complete it. I die. Every time you lose your entire squad, I lose my entire squad.
5: So, you, is your just have a save that's too late, or are you from the get go? I don't know. You can do nothing. I have make, no.
1: Right? I have no idea what 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 my problem. So as practice is starting to play through, I think I think all my soldiers are too uh, too weak. Oh. And I can't. I guess what we talked about. I can't form an effective squad. Uh huh. So because your
0: ace team is worn out.
1: My ace team's. I think my ace team's worn out or injured, and.
5: Everyone. I wonder what the DLC turned on. If they have some kind of. Uh, Workaround for the idea of the like Shin's Last Gift, you know, you get the, the mech soldiers. Yeah. And I wonder if they need to be recharged. Like, what's their equivalent of tired? Or maybe they don't get tired, but they also don't form bonds. Maybe. But they can't form, you know, they can't go into cover. So they maybe
1: just the fact that they get wrecked. Yeah, that, that did suck about them. They were great that they were mobile cover, but yeah. you needed to fix them. Like, they couldn't just mm-hmm. heal on their own. Right.
0: All right. So. A slightly less intimidating version, uh, for sure, if you are new to uh, turn-based strategy, tactical games in general, for sure, Mario Rabbids. Um, but that actually leads us into, I think, a nice discussion about uh, about genres that have like gone through some difficulties, some downswings, died off a little bit, but made some resurgences. Shall we? Yes. I feel like in the past few years, strategy games have seen a really nice resurgence. It seems like they went through a dip and this was this was several years ago but then um, you know we got more games. Xcom I think did a uh, enemy unknown did a great job of sort of bringing attention back to the genre in general. There's a lot of ones that have existed but not necessarily gone mainstream. Xcom, when it came out did huge numbers. a lot of people played it. It got a lot more people who would maybe never, even considered the strategy genre to give it a go, have fun with it. And now I feel like strategy's in a reasonably healthy place. Yeah.
1: And I'm really happy because I love turn-based strategy games. (laughs) And uh, I'm glad to see that. We're starting to see more of those again.
0: Yeah. And I think that uh, the next, maybe like even another step in that is Mario Rabbids Mm -hmm. being a very friendly, very approachable. And yet, as you get into it, like, you start out and it explains things to you, and you're like, I get this, I understand. And then you go through and it'll introduce new things. It's very good pacing a lot of new yeah. mechanics and new it's like also abilities. Great it can pull children
1: in and have them start playing that That's type right. of game.
0: Got to keep getting them going. the yeah. market. Yeah. Uh, you Baby's know, and so, so that might introduce that like a, another generation or a whole new wave of people into strategy games who will finish Mario Rabbids and think, I liked that type of game. What should I check out next? And then maybe they'll build into something like
1: XCOM. hmm Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited.
0: Yeah. But there are a lot of genres that don't have that yet. Uh, for example, one of the genres that I'm a bit sad about cause I don't see nearly as many. Games and anymore is uh, like point-and-click adventures mm-hmm.
3: oh,
5: There yeah. just
0: aren't a lot of those anymore and Wasn't for a f- while it that, seemed that, to like that. every other game was a point-and-click
5: It just was what was technologically feasible there back in the day. Wasn't there a King's Quest re-release that came out recently? I think there was like a fan-made thing. I don't know that there was a first party was
3: there
5: I feel like,
2: I feel like that style of adventure game has made some whatever return though with um, what though? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I mean, of the yeah, I know there like, was what, is, about, what, there, there was Broken Age, was a, and con- that was a First point. click Kind of game is like, <laughs> like Kentucky Route Zero.
0: I I'm not sure. I know, I
2: think what it's was it? Kentucky think Route think
4: Zero think is, is kind of a point-and-click.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think
2: there have been a few just like smaller ones that people are really into.
1: It was. I'm um, not my genre. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt. I'm gonna, talk, I'm gonna answer Ryan's question real fast. It was uh, episodic. It was five chapter release published by Sierra. Sierra. That was oh, that was the King's Quest. <laughs> Apparently. So, yeah, I mean, it's out there. I see it here on Steam. You can buy it for, uh, you can play Chapter 1 for free. Buy it all for 25 bucks. How's it look? Uh, Reviews any good? Let's see. Uh, it looks all right. Kind of self-shaded. Do we have it, oh, is that it? Oh, yeah, this they, they had this on T uh, S Plus for free. I believe it plays oh, very much
2: yeah,
4: like, yeah, like yeah, a Telltale this. game. What's that? I believe it plays very much like a Telltale game. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, and in fact, it seems like Telltale has kind con- of Taking up the banner yeah. for a lot, and it, which is weird, because it's not so much a point-and-click puzzle game as a point-and-click choice-making game. But there's there's at least like that seems maybe so, where it's like evolved of it evolved yeah. into, yeah. or like it's it's made just a little bit of a shift to the side. And I'm not sure what can be done to really revitalize point-and-clicks. And it may be too that um, maybe VR. Where you can look around and you're looking for something in your in your environment to solve a certain puzzle, but you can't advance or you can't move forward until you do and so it can like the, I mean those exist. Yeah,
5: yeah, they do there's, there's, the escape rooms are huge on yeah. VR.
0: Yeah. I mean escape rooms in general I do mm-hmm. like even real life escape rooms. That's like a I'm real life point and, and click.
2: I don't yeah.
0: They're no, fun. escape rooms are great. There was a place here in Austin. Did it? Did it close? There was one here there's, that did. I there's a couple uh, that did like really fun ones. There was like knockoff Harry Potter. Yeah, there was, there's one right. Yeah, there. there's, yeah, there's the knockoff. I think it's called uh, Escape
2: Room ATX.
0: There we go. They had the knockoff superhero hmm. one, and they were working on a knockoff. Well, I don't know if it's a knockoff, but they were working on a Western themed one mm-hmm. uh, last time I went there. Um, and they were a lot of fun to do we got a bunch of people in one room and we managed to solve them but it's a lot of running around and shouting and turning over banners and looking on the bottom of tables and chairs for mm-hmm. any kinds of clues and uh, it did feel like uh, like a point and click come to life
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's cool that's that's a that's an interesting way to
0: think about it it's pretty
4: really <laughs> cool isn't there going to be some kind of interaction like with LA noir and the switch on like investigation there's, there's going to be
2: uh, there's there's actually VR La noir. Yes. Which is, uh, they're gonna have like specific missions that are VR based, which are gonna be, I think, like that, where you're looking for clues in real life okay, or fair. in VR.
0: And, and that kind of thing sounds really cool. Like, I would love to see something like that come back because a lot of uh, the way, well, not not all of them, but what I liked about some adventure games was you'd be in an area, and then you could essentially like rotate 360 degrees around in your environment to see things. And you, you had did that at the time with a with a mouse, but if you could do it with VR instead and just look around mm-hmm. your environment, feel like you're in the middle of it, but be needing to solve a puzzle to like move to the next step,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I would be fully on board with that. Yeah. Still keeps it niche, unfortunately, because VR is is still pretty niche. There aren't nearly as many people with the headsets, but it might lend itself pretty well to the lower five VR as well, like a, like mobile based uh-huh. VR, because it doesn't need to be doing crazy high fidelity.
5: I mean, I didn't play the new King's Quest, but it, and yeah, it did look much more telltale. Now that I saw, saw that footage, I do remember it. Um, and I think Jeff played it and said it was okay. Uh, but the the ones from back in the day, the ones I really remembered, they just had such cool stories to them. Uh, the Space Quest series was kind of very yeah, tongue-in-cheek. Cool, uh, yeah, it's great, it's very tongue-in-cheek. I mean, literally you had the option, like you know, the way that used to work is you, you'd you right-click to just cycle through like the different Interaction options. There was like a hand, an eye. You know, like touch. I want to see it. I want to talk to it. Or Space Quest, they added lick. You could just lick things. There was always interesting descriptions of what would happen. Some things would dissolve your mouth. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Your uh, Space Quest was the uh, the journeys of Roger Wilco, space janitor. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, kind of the closest games you'll get to that nowadays is Kentucky Route Zero, which I think is getting a console release in early 2018. It looks very much like an old school point like point and click adventure where you're just kind of walking around and trying to get more information yeah. about the world. Uh, and then for LA Noir, yeah, the Switch version is getting uh, console specific features. So, like gyroscopic gesture based controls with HD Rumble um, and like contextual touchscreen controls for portable detective work is what mm. Rockstar is selling <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, and then not that long ago. Um, so the creators of Mist put mm-hmm. out abduction. They kickstarted it, they put it out uh, on PC. I'm not sure if it ever came to console. It got but, VR support. Uh, yeah, it got VR support, and that was pretty cool. I so haven't tried it, but I'd, I really want to. I'd like to see more because that's um it's less like with abduction, mm-hmm. you're not just in one spot and then you solve that puzzle and then you like move to the next spot where you're standing still. You do walk around freely in the environment and it's beautiful. But it's also, it very much feels like that callback to Myst and to those style of puzzles where it gives you no introduction and no guidance and no help. It's just, you gotta do a thing, best of luck. And I like that and I miss it. Um, It was, is a beautiful game. It's very, it's stylized so it's not uh, anything and the too crazy, but uh, appreciated that. Appreciated that they brought it to VR as well. Uh-huh. But let's see. What are some other genres that you think have for, maybe died back?
2: For me, it's it's not that recent or it's not that old, but it's the like the Western MMO, like the Western MMOs MMO. in general. Honestly, like well, there are MMOs a lot of their, their there's else. Lot of, yeah. there so many MMOs that are like the Asian MMOs that will be ported over to mm. to. Of English, but I, I Miss the sort of oh, like
0: I, I thought you meant like Westerns. Yeah, I
2: get it. Down. No, yeah. no, sorry. That's what I thought also yeah. I'm super okay. Okay. I think no. of an example. I mean like, non Asian Like there's there's a very distinct style there Yeah, uh, like you know the EverQuest and World of mm-hmm. Warcraft or like those kind of games are what I kind of miss the most and Obviously Wow is still around but it's for, you know after playing it for so many years. It's a little stale like we're not really seeing that that sort of rush to make those sort of games anymore. I think the last one, the last couple I played were like Star Wars The Old Republic, which was really fun. I played it for like six months. We could play a game for six months. Like That's a great feeling. Well, I uh, think it
0: says a lot that uh, Elder Scrolls Online came mm-hmm. out and initially was following that sort of old school release model where the game cost money and then it was also a monthly subscription to play and the the industry and gaming culture had largely moved on by that point and so with its release model, Elder Scrolls Online did not do well yeah and, but then they, they they changed it up they, they modernized it, they made a bunch of, uh, of shifts and it seems like the player base is going up. but it's one of the few new MMOs that's even coming out the Western ones again, I don't know a whole lot about the, the Asian yeah. MMOs, because well, the, so few of them come here.
5: There was the Conan one that kind of flopped. Uh,
0: Exiles?
5: Yeah. I Exile, Exiles, no, was Exiles was a survival was, game. Yeah, single-class there,
2: there, there was a Conan MMO, though.
5: Yeah, they just kind of tanked. Uh, I think that's maybe part of the problem is there's a
2: lot of I mean, i mean the pro- it was a land grab for a while everyone mm-hmm. saw a while and everyone wanted to make
1: an mmo there and, were so many mmos but in no one
5: wanted to take the time to build the world that people wanted to live in. Right. that was i mean warcraft had such a leg up because it had this whole series of games and this whole universe that existed and that was an interesting universe that people wanted to enter yep. mm-hmm. um and they've tried it, like, uh, the Elder Scrolls Online is a great example of having a universe that already existed that people would want to take part in. Uh, I, I just don't know that it worked quite as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, it, it was, I think, partially, like, it was a different era. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was partially the release model. But now they've been releasing a lot of new stuff that is quite interesting, like, uh, they released the, their Morrowind expansion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah! I'll go check out Morrowind! <laughs> but um i don't know if it's it's i know it's not that easy to get people into a game Mm -hmm. once when it didn't have a whole lot of momentum to begin with it's just it's a harder uphill climb Mm -hmm. for sure and it's just there are not many i don't know if mmos are going to come back because i think they've shifted in a lot of ways like i would describe destiny 2 as mm-ish
2: yeah, limish-ish. It's, it's, indeed. Yeah, my, my biggest, my biggest like long-term dream for for Destiny is that they give it some sort of secondary system, like secondary progression, where you can level up not necessarily just your armor and your weapons, but things like a job. Like I want to fish in Destiny, but the worlds not really fish in Destiny. The worlds not really built that way, and they don't have a trade system. But maybe one day they might. And you want to go fishing in post-apocalypse Earth? I just want to play that. What's going to come, I just come like out of that? More shit water. to do in that game because I love that game.
5: Fair enough. You want to have more reason to inhabit the universe instead of just exactly. interact with I love fishing in video games
1: too. It's fun? Yeah. Yes. Except in Stardew Valley, where it's very frustrating. Is it frustrating? Yeah. It's,
0: it's frustrating. not that frustrating. It's terrible. Really? What you do don't that?
1: like it? I just started. Maybe it's because I want to like at the entry level. You'll get there. Oh, hopefully.
0: <laughs> fishing, fishing will be fine. <sighs> it's all about it's all about the days and the times and the locations. And the weather.
1: That's like I and feel like lore. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Right, whatever. And if you have a Fishmaster 3000. I throw don't. dynamite in. Who cares? Got Just the, blow them up. Bamboo. Drain pool. the lake. That'll get them all. Yeah, uh,
0: what about you? Do you think of any? Do you think of any?
5: Genre you know, would uh, like to see? Come there's, a, there's a there's a game genre that I think uh, was awful, and <laughs> okay. I still want another one. What? Uh, do you guys remember when they used to make like full motion video? Oh God. Oh God. It, FMV. Like, yes. Uh, Wing Commander 3 and 4 were great. They just released Night Trap. Go play that. They did re-release Night Trap. That's another good example, but that's a re-release. It's another example. It is an example. I told you, they were awful. Like, the acting was generally terrible. And the sets were usually very bad CG backgrounds. Like, it was almost all green screen.
0: My favorite FMV remains Zork Grand Inquisitor.
5: See? But there's so many great memories in those things.
0: There really are. It's like, they're cheesy. They know it. They don't yeah. care.
5: I think it oh, only... It's a, it's a genre that almost only works at SD.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, see,
5: you see too much. Uh, well, what about like her story?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say technically her story is an FMV game.
5: That was done really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. It's, uh, but I want, I want more of a theatrical tale. Like that's, that's just kind of an interrogation. Uh, Take me on a journey. Okay. You want to see those beautiful shitty sets? Yeah. Well, I mean, nowadays I'm sure they can do it better. Plus, those were essentially like. Movie versions of choose-your-own-adventure novels.
0: Right now, they're all doing uh, just like motion capture for 3D models.
5: What is this? This is Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer, it looks like. Yeah, this is the new Command and Conquer, I think. There's the newest, a new Command and Conquer. twist.
0: <laughs> look how, look how great Conquer. they are! I mean, they got, they got they got that guy Strong who's hair? like he's uh-huh. like that guy. Peter. You know? yeah. Peter
2: yeah, Stormare. Storm. Yeah, there hair, we
0: yeah. go. I, he's one of the quintessential that guys.
2: Yeah. Was that Tim? But Tim Rock? Curry. Dude. Tim Curry's. Fucking the original Pennywise. Look at
1: all the people.
2: Oh my God. Everyone
0: is in it. It's the High Sparrow. (laughs) That was a ride.
5: There's also another. I feel like I should. In that that lady, I feel like I should know every one of these people.
0: You know what we should do is we should. Oh my God. Is that
2: George Takai? It is George
5: Takai. Holy fuck.
0: We should make our own FMV game.
5: We should, I, you know, J.R. J- J- J-
2: J. Simmons? Oh, yep.
5: Yeah, J.K. J- J. Simmons. J.K. J. K. We were so close on <laughs> so many names. Uh, <laughs> we're in the neighborhood. <laughs> we, we should absolutely have an RT uh, FMV F- game. F-M-B F-M-B
0: That'd F-M-B be F-M-B great. F-M-B. We've got an RT games division. We F-M-B F-M-B should F-M-B get in. I'm sure
1: they would love F-M-B F-M-B to make a FMV game with us.
0: Only if we can make it sci-fi, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like proper FMV needs to be some crazy sci-fi stuff.
5: What was an FMV... FMV... F-M-B Point-and-click VR adventure.
1: You got chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> yes. That's right.
0: All right, we're gonna do this. Someone laughed. Laugh. It's, it's all gonna happen. That. Thank you, control room. <laughs> Gus, any thoughts on genres? Um I
1: don't think I can think of really any that I, I miss or I wish would come back.
0: Uh, Not- I can tell you another one that's making a comeback. What's that? That's the open world collectathons. Ugh. Uh-huh a little Dribble. bit did they ever just a really little go bit away? uh yeah of course they did
5: no they
0: did as no. soon as uh, people got better with 3D all of those games sort of went away and they're just they're now coming back with well i mean so ukulele wasn't the greatest success see? but it's the you know it was a good example people wanted to see collectathon's come back that's why they backed it
5: i mean there's still collectathon's everywhere i think they collectathon is something that is like an undercurrent in Oh, every um, several major games no, like it's you're, in GTA. you're
0: right you're right. I think that the collect-a-thons may have made that shift into Here's the game also. There's stuff to collect like um, mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. again going through Mario Rabbids right now And there's all these different places that you can go and try and do like these mini puzzles or uh, Figure out this way to get over to this thing to collect the stuff
3: mm-hmm. there
1: you go
0: So maybe they've just made a bit of a shift into having games in them. Yep. But overall lots of fun any thoughts? Any other thoughts? No.
1: Nope. Mm-hmm.
3: All
0: right, then that is this episode of Glitch Please. We'll be back next week talking about more fun games. As soon as we remember what came out this Divinity week. Richardson, what came out this week?
4: Divinity: Original 2 came 2, out today. And then
0: what was the other one? There's another game that came out today. I
4: think Metroid came out today, didn't it?
0: Metroid: Samus Returns. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next week talking about more video games. Uh, you, if you are uh, watching this please give us a nice thumbs up. If you are listening to this either on uh, iTunes or on the Google Play Store, please leave our podcast a review. It really helps us out. And uh, we will see you guys next week.
1: Bye.